It's bandit time I am the bandit Today, gonna get into one of my favorite things It's time to chef up some classics Alright, let's make some trades people It's time We've entered the part of the year known as the Dynasty Dead Zone and that's not what any of us signed up for. Dynasty is supposed to be 24-7, 365, 366 in a leap year. A dead zone? Get the fuck out of here. So how about this? I'm going to go through some of my Dynasty leagues and walk through my thought process while chefing up some classics. First up, the Sicko League. Yes! <laughs> yes! My newest league, the Sicko League, has three core values outlined in its league bible, as written by its commissioners, Mr. Wick and Tacoma Cole. Number one, make a minimum of 25 trades per season. Number two, participate frequently in the league chat. Number three, you better come with the hot takes. Now, I love these commandments because they're a little silly, but they are serious. Before we could begin the auction draft, we had to make a public vow in the league chat that we, as sickos, would abide by these sacred commandments. Twelve sickos took the vow. We drafted, and so far, we're off to a banger of a start. There have been 13 trades since the end of the auction draft, which ended less than three weeks ago. But it's time to make trade number 14, people, so let's do it. I've only been involved in one of the trades thus far, sending George Kittle for Marquise Brown one day after the auction ended. Rival manager in the league, Jacksonian, noted that I casually picked up half a first rounder in startup value in the sleeper league chat before he went on to say he was just a little bummed that my trading partner, Mr. Incognito, had taken the guys he wanted all auction long. Bit of a knee-jerk reaction, I'm prone to do the same. He's not my rival, he's my buddy. Shout out Jacksonian. With that in mind, though, I'm going to pull up the sleeper trade matrix in this year's Sicko League. And boy, oh boy, the sleeper trade matrix, it's my happy place. Oh, you got to look at it, folks. You got to look at it, people. Just head to bandit.football. It's the most recent post. If you're, if you're not in sleeper, I don't know what you're doing. It, it's a beautiful thing. You see all the, the tiles there, the whole league matrix, the red of the quarterbacks, the green of the running backs. Everything is there. The pop, the opportunities, it's endless. It's so beautiful. And the first thing I am looking at is those quarterbacks. Everybody's quarterback situation. This is a super flexico league with fairly aggressive quarterback scoring. And I'm basically set with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. That's right. I want big in the auction, baby. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are my quarterbacks. So unless somebody presents me with a godfather offer, like say... Jalen Hurts and two 2024 firsts for Mahomes, I'm probably standing put. So, my other quarterbacks are Jacoby Brissett, Sam Darnold, and Jake Hayner, who, if you haven't seen it already, he recently posed for his New Orleans Saints photo shoot, and this is something you've got to see. Head to Warren Sharp's Twitter, or just head to Bandit.Football in the post, where I've selected six of the several several shots you could call them glamour shots you could call them dating profile shots but really he's just having fun he he takes good direction this is a guy who scored in the 96th percentile of the s2 cognition test second behind 
Bryce Young, who had the, was in the 98th percentile. So, yeah, I'm not trading a quarterback with that sense of humor. He actually retweeted uh, the Warren Sharp thread outlining this ridiculous photo shoot. So he's got a good sense of humor. He's great at processing, not trading him. As far as Darnold and Brissetko, I'm looking at the managers who currently roster Purdy, uh, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Howell, but it looks like they're playing for the future or are mostly set at quarterback. Bummer. All right. Rather than try and shuffle up a multi-team trade that includes one of these quarterbacks, I'm going to go ahead and move on to my running backs. And I currently roster Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Samaj Pirine, Jarek McKinnon, Rashad Penny, Damian Harris, Chuba Hubbard, and Zamir White. We only have to start one running back in this league, this league full of sickos, but RBs get a tenth of a point per carry and two bonus points for every 40-plus yard rush, so they're definitely worth flexing in one of our four starting flex slots. Yeah, that's right, four flex slots. We're sickos. We're sick. Overall, I'm pretty happy with my running back room at the moment, so... You know, Chubb, I expect that Kareem Hunt won't be back with the Browns, leaving the backfield to Chubb, Jerome Ford, and Demetric Felton in what should be a more pass-first attack than Deshaun Watson's first full season as Browns quarterback. This bodes well for Chubb's durability over the long haul, and he could be one of the few running backs in the NFL to get 15-plus carries on a weekly basis, which is one and a half points right there just for toting the rock. Chubb also has a history of breaking long runs, which is good for those little bonus points. He only had one such run of 40-plus yards in 2022, but he's had multiple in every other season since he entered the league in 2018. But, I mean, that's just two bonus points per long run, and the league leaders typically settle in at around four per season, so I'm not really going to sweat eight points over the course of a 17-week fantasy season. You know, that's just half a point per week, about, so... I'll be happy to get the bonus points if and when they happen, but not really uh, not really something to consider as far as worrying about it in a trade negotiation. But there's a good chance I'll never see that happen. I'll never get those bonus points because I drafted Chubb for one reason and one reason alone, and that's for Roger. This is Roger trade bait. Nick Chubb is Roger trade bait. Roger is the biggest Chubb fan I know. He's one of us. He's one of the sickos. And anytime someone brings up a running back in the sicko sleeper league chat or in any sleeper league chat that he's a part of, probably in any conversation he's a part of, to be honest, just randomly walking down the street, he will just bring up Chubb. He just will. If somebody posts a poll about the best dynasty running backs, Roger will surely weigh in with some Chubb propaganda, including some of his own artisanal memes. He goes by Meme Machine. They're very good. <laughs> He's very funny. Uh, the problem, though, for Roger in this auction was he was broke, and he was broke very early because we went toe-to-toe -to -toe in the Josh Allen bidding war, and we were one-upping each other dollar by dollar, back and forth, at a ridiculously fast, seemingly unending clip until I decided to bail and left him holding the proverbial bag. He then quickly posted, Welp, pivot, in the chat, and it was clear at that moment that he had no intention of landing Josh Allen, but was rather trying to get me to pay the Buffalo Bills fan tax. Roger is a Jets fan. Condolences. So yeah, he blew most of his budget on Josh Allen and others, and now I have Chubb. But let's table that and go back to my other running backs. So, Miles Sanders. 
He was one of the first signings of the new Carolina Panthers regime, and he will be coached by Deuce Staley, who undoubtedly had some input on this signing and was most recently the running back coach in Detroit, where he made it quite clear he was not the world's biggest DeAndre Swift fan. I go into that in more detail on Bandit.Football in the Freshman 15 post, where I talk about the impact of Jameer Gibbs and how he should perform in the Detroit offense. Anyways, I'd be perfectly fine entering the 2023 season with Miles Sanders as my starting running back, particularly at this point in the calendar year. It's just May. It's all, not even June. It'll be June this week, but, you know, three-plus months away from the season starting. We're not even, you know, we're still a couple weeks from training camp, so I'd be fine with that. And We, again, only have to start one running back and then have a bunch of flexes. And I'm pretty confident with the depth, my depth at the position overall. I mean, I've got Devin Singletary, a.k.a. Mr. Available, who has yet to miss time during his career. Um, and now he gets to share backfield with Damian Pierce in a new-look Texans offense that should play to his zone-based strengths. And now he doesn't have to deal with Josh Allen vulturing a bunch of those touches, those valuable touches near the goal line. So could be a pretty sweet season for Devin Singletary. Just saying. Samash Pirine was one of Denver's first free agent signings and proved a capable fill-in for Joe Mixon in Cincinnati whenever he was called upon, and he projects to do just that for the Broncos with Javante Williams recovering from multiple ligament tears. It's easy to project Pirine will have an Alvin Kamara-like start to the 2023 season. That's a bit bold, but, you know, you, you can squint. You could kind of see how, how he could be used as that receiving pack and the receiving back in the Sean Payton Broncos. So I, I guess I want to go back to the trade matrix here and let's see who has Javante in this here sicko league. Okay. Ah, it's one of the tankers. Ah, on to the next. If the sicko league were diagnosed, it would be classified with wide receiver derangement syndrome. Seeing as half the league is completely obsessed with rostering first, second, or third-year wide receivers that have their whole big, bright future ahead of them. I knew this going into the auction, though, so I pivoted to avoid the sickness. And I still made out alright, at least I think so, after my trade for Hollywood Brown. And here's how the rest of my wide receiver room shakes out. I've got Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Big Mike Williams... Curtis Samuel, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Mecole Hardman, and Hunter Renfro. Okay, um, uninspiring to say the least, at least in the eyes of these wide receiver degenerates, but the, and, you know, Christian Kirk, uh, I really like him, but uh, the Trevor Lawrence manager here, he, he's prefer preparing for, in his words, a soft tank this season, and the Justin Herbert manager already rosters Keenan Allen. Those managers aforementioned, Tacoma Cole and Jacksonian. What up, guys? The rest of my wide receivers are built for stacking or are potential flex fill-ins like Marquez Veldez-Scantling or Curtis Samuel if I ever want to start Jacoby Brissett. So it's probably looking like I'm better off chefing up an offer centered around one of my running backs in May, more than three months before the start of the season. So if because I can't go with tight end. It's not even worth mentioning because I, I roster Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, and I'm pairing them with Lamar Jackson. I don't want to move them right now. 
And I also have Gerald Everett and Mike Gesicki as potential sleepers if they can rise to Schultzian or budget Gronkian levels, respectively. A high bar, but, you know, there's a chance. So, all right, I'm failing to chef up some classics. This is bullshit. Um, title of the episode, title of the show, title of the post is chefing up some classics, and I'm fucking failing. So, fuck it. I'm going to try, and I'm going to try to trade Mahomes. All right, I'm going to try to do the most ridiculous thing you can do in fantasy, in Superflex fantasy, and that's trading the most valuable player in the game. In a three-way trade between myself, Kev Dog Supreme, and Roger. That's right. First things first, I want to send Mahomes to Kev Dog Supreme. I want to send Chubb to Roger, and I want to get back Jalen Hurts and two 2024 firsts. Given what I know about these fine gentlemen, I think it'll be easier to get two firsts from Kev Dog than one from Roger. And thankfully, Kev Dog already has a first, an additional first from another manager in the league, a manager, a true sicko who goes by the name of Cookie Monster. So he's got two firsts. He's got Jalen Hurts. We're in business. Here's what the bones of the trade look like so far, all right? So from my point of view, I would be receiving Jalen Hurts. I would be receiving a 2024 first. Man, that's a mouthful. I would be receiving Jalen Hurts, a 24 first from Kev Dog Supreme, and a 24 first from Cookie Monster. And I would be sending Patrick Mahomes and Nick Chubb. That's too much. So I got I got to work more into this equation. So Kev Dog, he already rostered Travis Kelsey. So giving him Mahomes stack, you know, giving him that stack creates such a strong advantage over the rest of the league that the Hurts plus two 24 first package is warranted. But I know it's still probably going to be a little too much to get that sweet, sweet, a trade has been completed, sicko sleeper notification. So that's where Roger comes in. And Rogers, he's stacked at running back with Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, and Jameer Gibbs. But I'm not sure who he values the most out of the three. So I want to look back. I want to go into the sleeper league tab. I want to pull up the draft results. I want to see how much of Roger, you know, what in the auction... How much of his auction budget did he allocate to each of those running backs? Um, and it looks like he he used 80 auction dollars on Austin Eckler, 80 on Saquon Barkley, and 141 on Jameer Gibbs. So Gibbs is off the table, and that's a bummer because Kevdog rosters golf, and, you know, it would have been nice to kind of tease out that stack there. Give him two stacks in this deal, but it, it's clear Roger wants to keep Gibbs around for the long term, and so Saquon or Eckler would be easier to work into this deal. And based on previous leagues I've been in with Roger, I think he's more of an Eckler guy than a Saquon guy, so I'll add Saquon to the offer, heading back to Kev Dog's print. Okay, so starting to take shape here. I'm starting to feel a little bit good, a little bit better about this. It'd be nice if Roger would agree to a Saquon for Chubb swap. And he might, but seeing as I got Chubb for 46 auction dollars, I'm thinking Roger is going to want a bit more on top, just in case he remembers forking over almost double that for Saquon less than a month ago. So Roger's pretty thin at running back overall, despite being top-heavy at the position. And since I'm giving up Mahomes in the offer, I'm now less interested in keeping Jarek McKinnon around. So maybe I could send him Rogers' way plus a second-round pick to sweeten things and 
Yeah. Yeah, that should be enough, I think. So Roger would be getting Nick Chubb, Jarek McKinnon, and a 24 second from me for Saquon Barkley. So Nick Chubb, his favorite player in the world, Jarek McKinnon, and a second for Saquon. That that seems like, you know, when I'm chefing up a classic, I try and present my trade partners with an offer they won't think twice about. Something that they'll smash accept. And that, that seems right about at the level where maybe not an instant smash, but give it a couple minutes and uh, maybe a couple hours and he might smash that one through. As far as Kev Dog's side of the equation, he'd be loving life if he could get Mahomes and Saquon for Hurts in two firsts. Not so fast, though. That's That would be... That would be a steal for old Kev Dog there. And uh, I desperately need some receiving depth. And when I'm looking at Kev Dog's roster, it looks like he's got a little duplicity going on where his projected starting lineup, lineup features two 49ers in Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. And then he also has Kelvin Ridley and Zay Jones, who might end up both playing the X. I, I don't know what's going on there in Jacksonville, but it looks like those two guys, it's kind of like, you know, I want to stay away from that because Jones, he seems like a, a nice fallback option if Ridley doesn't return to form. So I'm going to focus on Debo, who I, who I know is a polarizing fantasy option. And since Kev Dog would be getting Saquon in this deal, it might make sense to shed the perceived Debo risk as well as diversify the number of teams in his starting roster, getting rid of that, uh, you know, the two 49ers, and then, you know, you think about the Shanahan offense, a new guy can take over every given week. So you just have one of those guys, you know, you're not limiting your upside there. So I'm going to go for Debo. Yeah, I, I like that. And looking at his roster, I mean, he's got Romeo Dubs too, and that could be sweet. I mean, I, I'm thinking about asking for... For dubs as well, but it, it it starts to get a little dicey when your trade partners are giving up more than three to four assets in any given deal, and that's compounded even further in a multi-team trade. So I'm gonna leave dubs out of this. Um, I'm feeling a little queasy about it. Uh, you know, doesn't feel great to give up Patrick Mahomes and Nick Chubb and a 24 second and McKinnon and get back Debo and Hertz and. 224 first, I mean, it, it's fair. It's definitely ambitious there. Uh, you know, the, the two first helps. I mean, if they're late first, it's it's one thing. Um, Hurts, you know, he's had a little bit of an injury history there this past year. He was hurt when it counted most during the playoffs, and Debo's missed time. And Patrick Mahomes has a godfather contract. Uh, he's going to be a top five, top one, top two quarterback for ever so you know it's dicey but overall my uh my rule of thumb when i'm constructing trades basically is if i feel a little nauseous about sending the offer that's usually a pretty good sign that it's a balanced trade and it will be enticing enough that my trade partners won't immediately reject it as soon as they see it in their inbox and sure enough they didn't uh, I sent it out, and they saw it in the trade DM, and they didn't immediately reject it. So that's a good sign. And now we wait.
Fast forward to three hours later. Did I give KevDog a call? I did. We talked about some other things, and we briefly discussed the trade offer. Did I nudge Roger? First with a Chubb gif in the trade DM, and then in the league chat? Also yes, but guess what? We got ourselves a trade, baby! Woo! Haha, <laughs> let's fucking go. As is tradition, whenever a trade processes, you need to drop some doofy Elmos in the league chat. And if you're unfamiliar with this classic gif, it's Elmo who looks like his face has been straight, you know, stretched back. His arms are wide open in the air. He's reaching up towards the heavens and there's just a blazing fire behind him. And he's just, you know, celebrating the gloriousness of this trade and... So far, the trade has gotten some wild reactions in the DMs. We got some Ted Lasso gifts saying, that's fucking mental. We got another person saying, let's fucking go. We got a lot of F-bombs. We got a lot of F-bombs. This is an explicit podcast. That's okay. This is explicit material. Okay? We're sickos. We're all sickos here. It's fine. It's really fine. So, that's the trade. Final terms. Final terms of the trade. Bandit fella, that's me. I am the bandit. I received Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurts, and 224 first. I send Jarek McKinnon, Pat Mahomes, Nick Chubb, and a 24 second. Kev Dog Supreme receives Patrick Mahomes and Saquon Barkley. He sends Debo, Jalen Hurts, and 224 first. Roger receives Jarek McKinnon, Nick Chubbs, and a 24 second. And he sends Saquon Barkley. So that is how the sausage is made. That is how you chef up a classic. Oh, it feels good. I'm going to have to do this again. I'm going to have to do this in the next show, in the next post. I'm going to keep this one short. Uh, I want to go through my other leagues while I'm, you know, talking about the virtues of chefing up classics. I want to talk about the virtues of stoking the FOMO and how to get about the go about the trade process when you don't have a history with the other managers in your league or you only know a few of the managers, or one of the other managers is your sworn enemy, or maybe you don't know any of the other managers at all. So there's a bunch of different ways, and in these other leagues that I'm in, some of them I don't know anybody. Some I only know a few, and in another, there's a couple guys that I just fucking hate. <laughs> so, hopefully my process was a little insightful as far as how I go about things, what I bring to the table or you know what I bring into the equation as far as trying to formulate a trade how things start what I'm thinking about as far as what other managers might need how I can go about getting what I want and how I can go about getting them what they want and you know please let me know if you have any feedback if this was helpful at all or if you want to have your team and league reviewed by the bandit and chef up some classics together Subscribe to the Most Wanted tier today. Head to bandit.football. Subscribe up. Let's make some trades. Let's do it. It's not the Dynasty Dead Zone. This is a 365-366 operation, people. We have fun here, all right? Until next time, it's time for the Bandit to celebrate finally rostering Jalen Hurts in a Dynasty League. Yeehaw!